Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on a holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Would you like to feel more calm and order in your home every day and finally declutter all the stuff that's holding you back? Come join the Decluttering Masterclass, which includes a 21-day decluttering challenge and the methods that I use in my own home to control clutter and stay organized. Sign up today for a 10% off early bird discount. Offer ends Thursday, the 14th of April, 2022. Join now at nataliewalton.com forward slash declutter. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all well. I'm really excited to be here again. I am obviously back recording the podcast a year later than expected. I took a little break to create a book last year, which has just released. Well, it's available for pre-order at the moment. It's called Style, The Art of Creating a Beautiful Home, which I'll talk more about in future episodes. But it really kind of took over my life because we had so many lockdowns in Australia. There were lockdowns in Sydney where the photographer was based in Melbourne where we shot some homes and also then in Byron Bay where I live. So it was such a convoluted process to just physically create the book. But then the writing process was really intense and I ended up sharing and sort of writing so much more than I expected to. It was a really huge project that I took on during all of these lockdowns with having home schooling with the children from school and all of those different distractions and just the way that we've all had to adjust and manage our lives. So what ended up being, I thought it might be a month or so to take a break from the podcast actually ended up being much longer. By the time this goes live, the podcast will have had a break for about a year, which is not what I expected. But I'm very much one of those people that when I decide to do something, I give it everything that I have. And I just knew that I couldn't give the podcast that it deserved, the time that it deserved, if I was also writing um, my book. So that really sort of kind of took over. And then over the summer break, I was quite spent, to be honest, and I really needed to take some time out. So I basically had a two month break over the summer holidays while our children were on their school holidays as well. And it was quite transformative. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. The power of new beginnings, because in many ways, I didn't actually begin my new year until February, but I had a huge reset. And this is something that we can all do. I often take a break over the weekends from social media, but I took a huge break from my phone itself. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference between having a break from social media, from Instagram, whatever is the the app that you find yourself on the most and actually having a break from your phone because we have become so addicted to them in quite simple terms. We're so connected to our phones for so many different reasons. 
And I just started to realize how much time I was spending on it. A lot of it was research for my books and trying to find people and homes. And obviously when it's wrapped up in work, it gets very complicated very quickly. But I I really needed to reset and recharge my batteries. So as I mentioned, over summer, I not only decided to log out of Instagram, but I set myself a challenge to not use my phone at all as much as possible. And I got down to about five minutes a day. Now that five minutes might have been for sending a text message to my husband to pick up some milk from the shop on the way home or whatever it was, just very, very simple things. Might have been a call to my mum or somebody in my family, but I really tried to really switch away from it. And and it was challenging because I started to realize how much I used it for so many different things. I love podcasts quite clearly because I have my own and I love listening to podcasts. But while I was writing my book, I actually got into the habit of I was so exhausted by the end of the day, I would listen to a podcast late in the evening because I was too tired to read anymore. And it was just a way to wind down. I didn't have the energy to even watch something on Netflix. And so I would listen to a podcast and I was starting to listen to them every single day, often a lot. And particularly I had some writing retreats. And so at lunchtime, if I walked to the shops or if I had my lunch, I might listen to a podcast then. And I realized that it was quite quickly taking up too much of my mental space and my headspace to sort of think my own thoughts. So I decided to also have a break from listening to any podcasts over that time. And also just, you know, when you have conversations with people about something and you want to quickly check a fact and you might quickly look it up on Google or you want to check out a recipe or there's some reason that you decide to just hit your pick up your phone and start researching something or looking into something and I realized how much that had become a bit of a habit and we don't actually need to know everything it's just clutter in our minds and I really wanted to have in many ways a massive decluttering of my phone, decluttering of my mind so I could actually think my own thoughts again because I was starting to feel really clouded with everybody else's words and thoughts and what they were doing and I needed to have a break. So it was really quite, um, it was a bit of a challenge at first to be honest, but after a while I really got into it and I my children were laughing at me because sometimes I, I didn't want them to use the phone to to do anything because they were like, oh, I'm going to stuff up my my daily um, number count. But I really got into it and it was um, it was a bit of fun, actually, towards the end. So if you get the opportunity to do something like that, I would highly encourage you to to try. Like I said, if you can't obviously do a big chunk of time like that over a holiday period, perhaps you could do it over a weekend even. And like I said, not just trying to get off social media, but actually just getting off your phone because we grab it constantly. And there are startling statistics about the number of times we pick a phone up on average every day. It's in the hundreds. We do it without even thinking and we don't need to be that connected. And I really think that there's a lot of value in, you know, disconnecting from our phones in that way. So as I mentioned, I really got to start the new year in February, which 
a little bit I felt like I was on the back foot because there is something beautiful about starting a new year and starting new habits in a new year. But my children were still home and um, we we had to self-isolate a couple of times. So we were very much just in our own little bubble for a long period of time. But it did give me the opportunity to really think about what I wanted this year to be about. And every year I try and think of a word that sums up how I want to feel and what I want to focus my time and energy on for this coming year. Now, for many years, it has been the word less because I have really wanted to have fewer things in my home, fewer things in my life and really focus on the ones that bring value. But for this year, I had the word as freedom because that exercise of really changing my habits over that two month period, it really gave me the freedom to start thinking my own thoughts again and to really focus on what I want for my own life. Now, of course, as I record this, I realize that that is a complete privilege to be able to say that is what I want for my life because I'm very aware around the world that there are people who who can't have that right now. But I always go back to that quote by Viktor Frankl, who was a psychologist and he was in a Nazi prisoner of war camp. He was a Jew and he had lost most of his family. And he came to the realization that he could be stripped of everything, of his possessions, of his dignity, But the one thing that couldn't be taken from him was his freedom to choose and that he could still choose to be whoever he wanted to be within his own mind. And freedom can be something as simple as that. Freedom can be the decision to put yourself first in whatever way that is, to look after yourself, to help others. Freedom can mean so many different things for so many different people and It's not a word that I use lightly, but it was something that was just ruminating within me that I felt that it was time to really start to think about what was most important in my life, because it's so easy to get swept up in what everybody else is doing. So that was the word that I had chosen for myself to to kind of really have this freedom from my you know, all of the noise that's out there in the world, because there really is so much and to get more clarity and focus on on what I want to prioritize in my life. So I really encourage you, even if you haven't chosen a word so far for this year, it's never too late. And that's why I wanted to call this episode the power of new beginnings, because sometimes we can get caught up in when things have to happen and we get very strict with ourselves about it's got to be on January 1 or it's too late or we give ourselves all sorts of excuses but it's never too late. So as I said I'm actually starting this podcast well right now it's March and by the time it goes live it should be April because I'm trying to record a few ahead of time so that I'm not on the back foot but I wanted to start this podcast now because now was the right time and you've got to listen to what is the right time for you. You might have to say, 
no, it's not right the right time. I need to give myself a couple of months before I can do this or before I can put all my, um, you know, line up all my ducks or put my eggs in a row or whatever the saying is. But, you know, sometimes I really understand that we have to give ourselves that time to to organize ourselves. But just watch that, that that doesn't become an excuse and that you keep putting off and keep putting off the things that are really important to you in your life. So as I said for the podcast, starting in April is what I will be doing. And having the break has really allowed me to see this podcast with fresh eyes. I really love seeing that the downloads keep going up, even though there has been a long break, which is telling me that many of you have still been listening to it. I've had people write to me and say that you've started all over again from episode one and going through them again. And I still continue to get so many beautiful messages. So I'm all ears in terms of the types of topics that you want me to cover, the type of people that you want me to interview. So please do send me a message on Instagram or you can email me um, hello at nataliewalton.com if you would like to share any suggestions on people you would like me to interview. Um, I've already got some lined up but obviously I want to see it through to the end of the year so there will be plenty of opportunity to interview more people. But we can really look at the idea of new in so many different ways and it cannot just be about a new year, although of course that can be very helpful sometimes. It can be a new season. We are just in autumn right now and there is a definite change in the weather around us, which is making me look at my home again in a different way. It's very cool in the mornings. It's quite fresh. There's been a couple of times where I've woken quite early. I mean, even this morning, I woke up at 5.17 a.m., just woke up bright as a button. And there's a real distinct freshness in the air. It's quite dark now in the mornings and in the evenings. I know those of you who are in the um, northern hemisphere, it will start to be turning the other direction and you will start to get lighter mornings and lighter evenings but really embrace that as well. That's such a good opportunity to embrace your home in a new way, embrace your habits in a new way, the types of food that you're eating, the way that you're nurturing and nourishing your body, the way that you're looking after yourself, the, the habits that you're forming. So a new season is a really powerful time to engage with new ideas and new habits and new ways of being. And of course, so is a new month. That is something that I always think about as well. I actually think a lot about in terms of school terms as well, because obviously having four children at school, while they're at school, I'm always able to really focus on, okay, for the next 10 weeks, what are we going to do? What are we going to really try and focus on in the business or, you know, courses or consults or whatever I'm working on and really have specific projects for that period of time. But then when it comes to school holiday time, that's really a time to try and ease off a lot of those things. Of course, I try and put as many systems into place so that I'm still able to to, you know, have things ticking along in terms of my shop imprint house and other, you know, the podcast will continue to publish and so on. But there are, you know, you can have these busier 
seasons or busier time frames, such as school terms. And then when school holidays come around, that can be more when you sort of take your foot off the gas, as it were, and maybe rest up a little bit so that you're able to go back into it as well. And every day presents us with a new opportunity and a new time to to refresh ourselves and really restart our intentions and, and what our focus is for that day. And I have slowly been listening to, to some other podcasts again. I'm trying to be very intentional about what I do listen to and the thoughts and ideas that, you know, I do take on. And I'm always looking at, you know, new ways to be productive or um, just so that I can really make the most of my time because I try and work during school hours and I'm very much back into my practice of every day. I look at what is the most important thing that I need to do this day and really trying to block off chunks of time for certain tasks so that I'm not task switching, which when you do that, when you kind of, you know, you're constantly flicking and checking for email in the middle of, you know, maybe designing your home or whatever project that you're working on, because I've been doing a lot of design work as well, when you're constantly task switching like that, you're actually not your most efficient or effective in terms of getting the work done. So I try to block out chunks of time. At the moment today, I am blocking out a chunk of time to record some episodes for the podcast. And then yesterday, for example, was very much more about an administrative day answering some emails, having meetings with people on my team. And then tomorrow I will be doing a um, live Q&A for my course, the Design and Decoration Masterclass. And we'll also be doing some more administration work and design work as well. So I will do a chunk of time so that I'm really in that zone of designing. Because if you're pulling out of it and then tapping back into it, it's not the most effective way to design anything. You really need to sort of be immersed in that and you get more into a state of flow, which is really a powerful way to create anything. So you don't always have to start something at the start of a new year. Like I said, it could be a season, a month, a day, and really take the time to work out what is most important to you. And really think about what you want to prioritize in your life as well. Another habit that I find really powerful when it comes to the start of a new week is I write down all the things that I want to try and achieve that week and I break it up into different categories. So I have a category for my shop imprint house. I've got a category for the podcast, the things that I need to do, people that I need to reach out to in terms of interviews. It might be that I need to record certain things or source images, whatever it is, all the specific jobs that I need to do that week for the podcast. Then for my courses, what specific jobs I need to do for that, as well as my newsletter and my online notebook and also my personal responsibilities. And that can be things like for my daughter, booking a snorkeling um, expedition that we had gifted her for her birthday. And due to all the lockdowns and then COVID and self-isolation, we haven't had the opportunity to do it. Also due to the weather that we've had in our region, which some of you will be aware that we have had flooding, but 
even prior to that, we've had La Nina. So we have had high volumes of rain for basically the past three or four months. And that has just not been very conducive towards going snorkeling. So I have those types of things that I need to do, even just things that I need to buy within the house. Like uh, we've been making gnocchi, so I wanted to get a um, potato ricer. So just list those things down and then have a chunk of time where, okay, I'm going to tick those things off. That's something I'm going to do in the afternoon. I don't want to do my most important things last I want to prioritize that first when I'm freshest in my own mind so that is a weekly habit that I find serves me really well and then every day I then write down okay what am I going to focus on today and what is going to be my number one thing and then I also write two and three but as long as I get that number one done I feel that I'm making progress and moving forward. This is an invitation to you to think about taking some time out to work out what you really want your life to look like and how you want your days and weeks to look like. So first of all, I would really encourage you to get clear on what's important to you. Often I take the time out to write in my journal and set the question of if I could do anything with my life and money was no limits, then what would I do and how would I spend my time? that can really help you focus on what's most important to you. Another type of exercise is that you can actually write your own eulogy. And what do you want people to say about you at the end of your life in terms of the type of person that you were, in terms of the type of mum or sister or auntie or daughter, whatever it is, um, work colleague, um, however you want to be seen to show up, somebody within your community, what do you want people in your community to say about you? So really think about what's really important about what you want to prioritize in your life and then get clear on what you want to do and why. And it's really important to think about like, why do you want to do this out of all the things that you could do? Why is this important to you? What We all have a different calling and I think we all have a dream that's within us for a particular reason and it can look many different colors and it can, you know, some people have bigger dreams and some people have smaller dreams and there is no right or wrong about our dreams. But I really do believe that within each of us, there is something that we feel compelled or called to do. So just check in that what it is for you and and why that's important to you, because that will really help you get clarity on what you need to do. And then create a plan. I am all about plans. I think that it is really good to have a clear direction about where you're going so you can know how to allocate your time. And then you need to schedule your time. So nothing is going to happen until you put it in your diary and you really need to block out time to make whatever is important to you happen. Right now I am about to block out my Fridays so that I can go and help in the flood relief cleanup in my local area. I'm going to become one of the the mud army who is going to help clean up people's homes and I'm going to just block out Fridays to make that happen because if I don't block out that time it won't happen. And it's very easy to just get caught up in 
my daily to-do list, but I want to be an active member of my community. So there might be things within your community that you really want to be involved and engaged with. It might be volunteering for nippers or whatever it is, you know, some kind of sports organization or being something, you know, like if you've, if you've got children who do dance or soccer or whatever it is, and you want to be involved in that in some way and helping out or within the school and be a parent um, helper within your classroom. So there can be so many different things, but you need to actually block that time out to make it happen. And then you need to put a system in place so it runs smoothly. And Within my own business, I find that Asana is a really great tool to use to communicate with my team so that we're really clear on what needs to be done and so that we're not just having meetings and talking and getting caught up and going in all sorts of directions, but that we're actually trying to make things happen and get a result. So if you've got a few people that you work with, you might find that helpful, but there are lots of other strategies that you can use as well so that you know, you're as effective and efficient as possible. But like I said, taking action is key for anything that you want to achieve. You might have some thoughts that are holding you back though. Maybe you're fearful and you think, but it's too late. You know, it's too late to pursue this dream or put this in my goals for this year or this month, but it's never too late. One of the things that was a beautiful outcome of taking out time over the summer was that I finally got back into reading fiction and I'm so grateful for it because it's such a beautiful way to switch off at the end of the day. And of course, I read Where the Crawdads Sing by author Delia Owens and um, I really enjoyed the book as so many of you around the world have as well. But what I found incredibly inspiring was that she was 69 years old when she published her first novel. And it's now gone on to sell more than 10 million copies around the world. So if you think it's too late, it is never too late to start the thing that you really want to do. That burning passion of desire or your dream or whatever it is that you want to go out and make happen in your life. It is never too late. And sometimes waiting is actually the best thing that you can do, you know, giving yourself the time to be in the right place so that you can make it happen, you know, so that you can line up everything that you need to do. So I took much encouragement as someone who has tried to write fiction novels in my 20s and felt like I wasn't getting where I wanted to go with it. And to be honest, I I put it aside at a point because I felt that I hadn't actually lived enough life, that I needed to have more perspective on what I was trying to write. And so reading that Delia Owens was 69 when she wrote her first book of fiction, that gave me great encouragement. I still don't feel like I'm quite ready. I'm not overwriting nonfiction books just yet. Um, I still feel that I've got more to share in that domain. But when perhaps my children are a little bit older, then it's something that I might try again. So I took great encouragement from Delia. And also you might think it won't be any good, you know, that whatever you are trying to create, whether it's writing a novel or it's 
creating a range of jewelry or maybe you know it's creating even your home and you're fearful about making mistakes along the way well it's important to know that nothing is good on its first attempt that you need to fail and you need to fail fast but there's a safe way to do it of course you don't want to fail with the whole house but there are lots of little lessons that you can learn along the way and that's why you need to draw a lot you need to write down your ideas you need to test out your ideas and the more that you engage with that process the more that you're going to get an idea and a design that's really going to work so you need to spend the time to actually make it happen and not just think in general vague terms about how you're designing your house for instance but actually get in there and start doing it because then you will finesse your ideas and it will be the best that it can be. You might also think, but I'm not talented enough. And you might be looking around at all the other people who you think are far more talented or that they've got luck on their side or they've got good luck or good looks or, you know, they've got money or they've got connections or whatever it is. And you sort of think that these people, things come to them easily. Life comes to them easily. Well, the only way that you're ever going to improve is by doing the work and you've just got to be the best version of you because they don't have what you have. You've got your own story. You've got your own you know, take on any given thing and it can be as good as anybody else's, but you need to focus on you, your story, what you can contribute to anything. So give yourself time to create a plan. And that is what I've done with this podcast is really giving myself some time so that I can interview a bunch of the episodes and get ahead. And so it might be the same with you with designing your home or creating that jewelry range or finally making your website. You need to create some time so that you can actually make it happen and, you know, that you can do it with clarity and conviction. And really focus on how you want to spend your time to make sure that you are really conscious of where you're spending your time. Like that exercise that I did over the school holidays where I started to see how much time I was spending on podcasts and how much time I was getting sucked back into Instagram. You might have something similar and you can see on your screen notifications, it will show you you know, how much time you're spending on email or entertainment or safari or whatever you're looking at. So have a look at those breakdowns as well to get an indication of where you're actually spending your time, because we can kind of keep putting off our dreams, feeling that we don't have the time, but we can also waste our time in so many ways. I really encourage you as well to have a journal so that you can reflect on your days and your weeks. So with that weekly plan that I do every Monday morning, my Monday ritual, I look back on that the next Monday and see, well, what did I actually get achieved that previous week? And sometimes I tick off quite a few and other times I feel frustrated that I didn't tick off the ones that I thought were more important. So it's a good way to check back in with yourself about what is really important in your life and where you're struggling, where you're procrastinating, where you're holding yourself back, but also where you're making progress. And really, you need that encouragement. We all need that encouragement. That's a really good way to check in with yourself. 
the same way that a journal at the end of the day is a really good way for you to check in with how are you feeling today? How are you processing what's happening? What do you have to be grateful for? I write at the end of every day five things that I'm grateful for and they have to be something different to the day before. So I can't just keep saying my family or my house or whatever it may be. I have to have five different things every day. Sometimes it's something as simple as that, you know, the sun came out today because I haven't seen the sun in a very long time or I had a really good sleep last night. It can be really simple things, but those are the foundations of our lives and we can't discount those as well. Being grateful is a really powerful tool. It gets thrown around a lot, but there's been a lot of research shown that we can't feel anxious and grateful at the same time. If that's something that you're experiencing and that is something that we all are experiencing at the moment, we are bombarded with bad news at the moment. It's been a really tough couple of years and that practice of writing those five things in my journal at the end of the day has really helped me. The other thing that I do at the end of the day that really helps me as well is for each child, I write one sentence about something positive that they have done that day or an observation. I don't, it's not to write negative things about them. It's just to write a, a little comment. So for instance, with one of my daughters, it could be today that she drew a beautiful drawing of a bear. And I saw that another daughter was that she told me that she loved me before she went to sleep. For one of my sons, it could be that he's been playing soccer a lot in the afternoons. And it can be just things as simple as that, just simple observations. But that actually makes me feel really happy. And it's fun to flick back over them and look at what they were doing in the past. It could be that they've lost a tooth. I've had both a son and a daughter who's lost a tooth over the past couple of days. Just nice to have those little notes about it, particularly given that I'm trying not to take so many photos because it just becomes a massive thing to manage. And it's those little moments that stay with me sometimes more than the photos anyway. I hope that these little insights and tips about what helped keep me on track and what helped me set my intention for the week and the month and the year, I hope that they have maybe helped give you some ideas of what you can focus on for this coming week or today or this season or even this year. You can start this year in April, why not? Really think about what's most important in your life and get clarity on that and then make sure that you create time to Put those things that are really important to you in your diary so that you can make them happen and know that everything is a choice. You can choose how you spend your time. You can choose what dreams that you follow. And I hope that you do. I would love for you to share with me how you have found this episode and if you have found it helpful in some way and what dreams and plans that you do have. So you can always send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at nataliewalton.com. 
And I would love to know what changes you want to make or if you just want to say it to somebody to help keep you accountable. Sometimes I do that on Instagram. I just share things because I know that once I put it out into the world that I need to keep my promise to myself. That can be a really powerful tool. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you the same time next week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.